Welcome to Keep the Faith Ministry. Keep the Faith brings you timely messages with in-depth spiritual analysis of current events in light of Bible prophecy so you can prepare for the coming of Jesus. Listen to what the news won't tell you. Here is another important message for our times. This is Pastor Hal Mayer. Dear friends, welcome to Keep the Faith Ministry. Today we're going to look at the way in which the no-buy, no-sell law will be enforced upon God's people and upon those who believe and practice the truth. It is not being implemented against them just now, but the infrastructure and the practice of censoring some people so that they cannot trade or do business or be involved in the banking sector at all is being constructed. In an amazing fulfillment of Bible prophecy, God's people need to take heed to the warnings of God's word and pay attention to the things that are taking place in these last days. I don't claim to understand everything. But I've been studying this issue for many years, and I believe I can see the outlines of the crisis for God's people more clearly than ever. The end is very frighteningly near. I say frighteningly because so many, even of God's people, are not going to make it. They are going to be lost. Let us pray. Dear Father, we are astonished at the rapidity at which the world is being made ready for the final conflict between good and evil, between Christ and Satan, between truth and righteousness and falsehood and unrighteousness. Please make us ready for the end time. Please help us to understand the times in which we live. And please use us to awaken our friends and relatives to the realities in which we find ourselves today. Please lead us as we study. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn with me in your Bibles to Revelation 13, 11 through 17. And I beheld another beast coming out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and spake as a dragon. Verse 15. And deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by the sword and did live. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and caused that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And he caused us all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. The United States is depicted as this second beast of Revelation 13. 
And the image to the beast is being constructed very rapidly right now. All the mechanisms to enforce the Sunday law are being put in place right in front of our eyes. And there's nothing we can do about it but pray that souls will wake up to their condition. The Council of the Ninth Volume of the Testimonies for the Church, page 11, is very much applicable to the times in which we live. The agencies of evil are combining their forces and consolidating. They are strengthening for the last great crisis. Great changes are soon to take place in our world, and the final movements will be rapid ones. Are there great changes taking place right now? Heretofore, we have been watching developments take place that mostly affect other people, not God's remnant people. But the agencies of evil are now pervasive in our ruling class, in our society, and even in trade and commerce. And now we can see how it will affect us directly. And it is sobering. If ever we needed to learn dependence on God, it is now. If ever we needed to follow the Lord's counsel, it is now. I have long predicted that the time will come when, if you are faithful to God, you will be reduced to the barter system. You will not be able to use the banks or other financial modalities like your credit cards, debit cards, PayPal, or other methods of buying and selling. That prediction was based on Bible prophecy, but now it doesn't really take a deep student of the Bible to understand this. This is as plain as the nose on your face. God is revealing it to us so that we can get ready, but also so that no one has an excuse for not taking action to secure their everlasting life. Now, as we see the image to the beast being constructed, which is another subject for another time, we can also see clearly how they plan to restrict the buying and selling of God's people. Of course, it's not taking public aim at them right now, but Satan is determined to restrict them from access to anything having to do with the world and its systems. Imagine going to a grocery store to buy groceries. You load up your cart and go over to the checkout. The checkout rings up your purchase and you produce your credit card to pay the bill. But it is declined. Now that has happened to all of us on occasion for various reasons. So when you reach into your wallet to pull out another card to pay for your purchase, it too is declined. A third card doesn't work either. You wonder what's going on. You cannot buy your groceries or anything else for that matter. So, deeply concerned, you leave the store and call your bank. The agent that answers the phone is pleasant, but she informs you that your bank accounts are closed and your credit cards have been canceled. You call another bank where you have some other credit card accounts. They also inform you that your accounts have been closed. 
You call your broker, where you have your retirement accounts, only to find out that your 401k and your IRA has been canceled. Not only have they canceled the accounts, but access to the money that was in them is restricted. You ask them the one question that is really bothering you. Why? You have good credit and have never done anything to damage your credit rating, but they politely say it is company policy and no information other than that is available. Then you get messages from your utility provider. They claim they haven't received payment for your services and are threatening to cut off your electricity, internet, water, and gas. In just a few hours, your entire life has been turned upside down. You have been reduced to the barter system. You panic and attempt to open another bank account at a new bank, but your application is refused. You try another bank, but that is rejected too. You are hit with rejection after rejection after rejection. It begins to dawn on you that you have been blacklisted from the entire banking system and you will never be able to access your money through a bank or any of the services the bank offers. You realize that you will not be able to buy or sell anything. Since cash has been outlawed for some years, you have no recourse, nowhere to turn. Your life has been essentially shut down and canceled. You begin speculating as to the cause. Could it be that donation you made to the political campaign last year? Or that donation to the anti-abortion charity a few months ago? Could it be that pro-freedom speech that you made to the education board recently? Could it be because you engage in Debates about conspiracy theories? Or maybe it's because you went to a political rally, or because you have advocated not taking a medical jab. Maybe you have certain religious beliefs, or attend a church that actually follows the Bible. All of these and more could trigger social and financial censorship. This terrifying scenario might sound far-fetched. It used to be something you will find only in a dystopian sci-fi novel or movie, but it is already reality in some countries and in some places. For example, in June of 2023, Nigel Farage had all of his accounts closed. He is a former member of the EU Parliament who is very politically incorrect and is strongly against the New World Order. He described his debanking as nothing short of political persecution. He has subsequently been to at least seven banks asking for a personal and commercial account, but the answer has always been no. Friends, persecution always starts in the political realm. That gets the public used to the process. 
And as religion becomes more and more connected to the political world by the uniting of church and state, the persecution of religious enemies and demonized citizens for religious opinions will become normalized. Imagine that. Farage said that the debanking made him feel like a non-person. What does that feel like? Have you ever experienced that feeling? How does a non-person survive? He was thrown on his own resources and cannot connect in the real world. Are you ready for that? Are you ready to be debanked? That terrifying scenario is coming to God's people very soon. Are you ready for it? I doubt most people are. Only those who are fortifying their minds with Scripture will understand how to depend on God. Listen to this statement from Great Controversy, page 593. Those who endeavor to obey all the commandments of God will be opposed and derided. They can stand only in God. In order to endure the trial before them, they must understand the will of God as revealed in his word. They can honor him only as they have a right conception of his character, government, and purposes, and act in accordance with them. None but those who have fortified the mind with the truths of the Bible will stand through the last great conflict. To every soul will come the searching test, Shall I obey God rather than men? The decisive hour is even now at hand. Are our feet planted on the rock of God's immutable word? Are we prepared to stand firm in defense of the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus? That's pretty serious. Did you notice the part that says that they have to have a right conception of God's character, his government, his purposes, and act in accordance with them? It's not good enough to know the truth and God's will. When you act in accordance with God's will in the common conflict, you will be exposed as being against everything the world and its systems stand for. This will place you at odds with society, potentially your family, and also with the commerce system and the economy. You will be a standing testimony against the corruption and evil that is prevalent everywhere. Can you imagine not buying anything on Amazon anymore? Can you imagine not being able to buy gasoline or groceries anymore? What about pharmaceuticals or have access to hospitals and the medical system? How will you survive? We have become very dependent on all these things. Here is another statement from Great Controversy, page 598. It is the first and highest duty of every rational being to learn from the scriptures what is truth, and then to walk in the light and encourage others to follow his example. We should 
day by day, studied the Bible diligently, weighing every thought and comparing Scripture with Scripture. With divine help, we are to form our opinions for ourselves as we are to answer for ourselves before God. Mr. Farage has three theories as to why the banking establishment is distancing themselves from him. One of his theories is his role in championing Britain's exit from the European Union has made him persona non grata in the banking circles. He speculated that his political standing may also have been a factor. He said a banking policy that requires extra scrutiny of a politically exposed person that applies to politicians and their families may also have caused his debanking. His third theory relates to allegations made by a fellow lawmaker that he received over half a million pounds from a media company that is tied to the Russian government an accusation that he denies. So the take-home lesson for God's people is that they will be debanked for at least one of three reasons. First, on their promotion of views and values that are not aligned with the common good or with the bank. Second, they will be debanked on their politically incorrect religious views. And third, they will be debanked on false accusations. In his investigation, Farage discovered that the bank closed his accounts and debanked him for reasons that are not related to his financial standing, but closed his accounts because they said his views do not align with their values. The bank made the decision after a reputational risk committee read a report containing several reasons why Farage did not align with the bank's values. That report cited Farage's failure to align with the bank's ESG and diversity stance, his opposition to carbon net zero, his support of tennis star Djokovic, his support of former U.S. President Donald Trump, his criticism of Prince Charles, who is now King Charles III, and adverse press reports about Farage. Additionally, the report mentioned Brexit, which is a nominalization for Britain's exit from the European Union. The report also said that Farage is racist and xenophobic, which Farage described as an appalling slur. That is a catch-all phrase for anyone that the establishment wants to demonize. Not only does this report provide a chilling peek behind the measures that the UK banks are using to justify the deplatforming and debanking of customers who don't fall in line with their views and the views of the establishment, but it also reveals that they are using pro-censorship activist groups when making these decisions. The activist groups are cited in the report. 
Do you think that your values will align with your bank's values when your views are demonized and blacklisted? I think not. Do you think there will be activist groups who will work to censor your life? Deep banking is a practice that is just getting started, but has broad application. And when the time is right, when all the infrastructure of the levers of control are in place and refined to eliminate the bugs in the system, it will be turned against God's people who preach the three angels' messages and the second coming of Jesus. They keep the Sabbath, which will be opposed to Rome's Sunday, and their values will be entirely different than Rome's, and for that matter, the rest of the world. Friends, Satan is preparing the world for a final war with God's people over Sabbath observance, and it is war. Listen to what he says. It's from Prophets and Kings, page 183 and 184. During the Christian dispensation, the great enemy of man's happiness has made the Sabbath of the fourth commandment an object of special attack. Satan says, I will work at cross purposes with God. I will empower my followers to set aside God's memorial seventh-day Sabbath. Thus, I will show the world that the day sanctified and blessed by God has been changed. That day shall not live in the minds of the people. I will obliterate the memory of it. I will place in its stead a day that does not bear the credentials of God, a day that cannot be a sign between God and his people. I will lead those who accept this day to place upon it the sanctity that God placed upon the seventh day. Satan is always working at cross-purposes with God. That has been his purpose since he was cast out of heaven, and it is his purpose since he caused man to sin in the Garden of Eden. The great controversy has been going on ever since. It has been over the control of the human mind and whether it will receive the word of God and the love of the truth of God or love deception and Satan's lies. Let's read on from the passage in Prophets and Kings. Through my vicegerent, I will exalt myself. The first day will be extolled and the Protestant world will receive this spurious Sabbath as genuine. Through the non-observance of the Sabbath that God instituted, I will bring his law into contempt. The words, a sign between me and you throughout your generations, I will make to serve on the side of my Sabbath. Satan has turned everything about God's truth upside down. He has worked very diligently to build a global coalition that will enforce his Sunday worship. Every sector of society is becoming a tool of Satan to oppress and restrict God's people. And that includes the banking system. In fact, full control of the banking system is essential to the enforcement of the Sunday law.
No law can be really enforced if it does not have the economic consequences. That's why there are fines to economically impact those who break the law. That's why you have some penalties that involve imprisonment, because that separates the person from society and from involvement in the economic advantages of society. The contempt heaped upon the Ten Commandments, and especially the Sabbath, is supported by money. If you get to the root of any political problem, you will find money. The enemy is bringing everything under his control. Let's read on. Thus the world will become mine. I will be the ruler of the earth, the prince of the world. I will so control the minds under my power that God's Sabbath shall be a special object of contempt. A sign? I will make the observance of the seventh day a sign of disloyalty to the authorities of earth. Human laws will be made so stringent that men and women will not dare to observe the seventh-day Sabbath. For fear of wanting food and clothing, they will join with the world in transgressing God's law. The earth will be holy under my dominion. The enemy is working every angle he can in order to stage the enforcement of the Sunday law universally. But he has to get America under control. Once America is under control, it will be easy to bring the other nations of the world into alignment with his agenda. It is a very hard task to get the Americans to give up their freedom, and it's taken a long time, but it's happening. The enemy has almost achieved his goal, and it's been through deception and money. Remember, he hates liberty. Reverend Fothergill, a retired Anglican vicar, protested the LGBTQ ideology of the Yorkshire Building Society, which is a bank. The bank debanked him for saying they had a zero-tolerance approach to discrimination and that their relationship with the vicar had irrevocably broken down. Henrik Overgaard Nielsen, a former member of the European Parliament, revealed his Metro Bank account had been closed while he was a member of the Parliament in 2020. Nielsen said he received no explanation for the closure, even after making a formal complaint. Professor Leslie Sars, the Equalities and Human Rights Commissioner for Scotland, said the Royal Bank of Scotland, which she has been banking with for over 32 years, closed her account without any explanation. Even the current UK Chancellor, Jeremy Hunt, has been affected by the wave of debanking that has plagued the country. Before he was elected chancellor, he reportedly told colleagues that the online bank Monzo had refused to provide him an account. Do you get the picture that there is something or someone behind the scenes that is 
systematically debanking these individuals who are politically involved with the opposition to the elites? These are just some of the examples of the chilling turn that the UK banking system has taken to deplatform people that they see as opponents to their ideology. But debanking is not limited to the UK. Dr. McCullough, a Florida osteopath, best-selling author and natural remedies proponent who is one of the most influential opponents of the COVID jab, has been debanked, presumably for his politically incorrect medical views, which he has publicly stated. He wrote on X, formerly Twitter, In mid-July of 2023, J.P. Morgan Chase Bank canceled all my business bank accounts, along with the personal accounts of our CEO, CFO, and their respective spouses and children. As it turns out, Chase Bank has been working with key government agency involved in the unconstitutional censorship of Americans for nearly two years. In the end, I believe, we will find our debanking was politically motivated. Since debanking over political and religious views is illegal in Florida, I suspect this incident will eventually be added to Chase Bank's growing list of crimes. PayPal started this deplatforming about a year ago when several prominent UK groups and individuals were financially deplatformed by the US tech giant. PayPal wrote a statement which said the following, Achieving the balance between protecting the ideals of tolerance, diversity, and respect for people of all backgrounds and upholding the values of free expression and open dialogue can be difficult, but we do our best to achieve it. Why does PayPal conduct social engineering instead of concentrating on its core financial business and the payments that it processes? Friends, you know the reason. The whole world is creating a system whereby they can eliminate those that are true followers of Jesus and keep his holy Sabbath from accessing the financial markets and for buying and selling. While that's not in the press publicly at the moment, But it is in Bible prophecy, and unless the financial sector can be controlled to the point of excluding those who somehow fall amuck with the authorities or institutions, they cannot enforce a universal Sunday law. But these days, with huge multinational companies, it's not as difficult as it once was. Revelation 13.17 says that those who do not accept the mark of the beast will not be able to buy or sell. It says, And that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. PayPal shuttered the account of the UK parents group, Us For Them, without prior warning and without any explanation. Their founder, Molly Kingsley, said, 
It is extremely hard not to draw the conclusion that this is a politically motivated cancellation of an organization that in some way offends PayPal. The UK government has reportedly been concerned about the financial deplatforming practiced by the banks, and the Treasury is expected to tell banks that they must protect free speech. Yet while the UK government expresses concern about the financial blacklisting that's been going on, it has been pushing for technology that can make this practice of financial deplatforming more prevalent for almost a decade. It has been working on a CBDC digital currency since 2014. CBDCs are a nightmarish financial censorship tool that allows governments and central bankers to control what you purchase and what you own. This control is achieved by programming the currency, and the Bank of England is a big fan of this programmability. This programmability can restrict people's freedoms to buy or sell anything, right down to a candy bar. This digital dystopia is coming to reality whether you like it or not, and it will affect your life dramatically, especially if you are faithful and loyal to God. But the whole issue of financial blacklisting became prominent when Canada froze the bank accounts of the truckers who protested against COVID restrictions. While the weeks-long protest nearly shut down Canada's markets, the financial censorship of the truckers and their supporters was nothing short of persecution for political views. Recently, text messages from Trudeau's office revealed that they were putting pressure on the banks to freeze the accounts of the truckers even before the Emergencies Act came into force. They showed that there was warrantless pressure on banks to take these measures even before the authoritarian and dictatorial act was imposed. One text said, But we are talking with banks and insurance companies about how they can act on their own and what helpful signals we might be able to send. And one thing I should add, from what we hear, most of the big banks are actually doing a lot of work already within the terms and conditions of existing account agreements to manage the flow of funds if they suspect someone or something. That's the angle we are looking at. The weaponizing of banks against their own clients or debanking them is a phenomenon that will gain momentum. It makes plans to introduce central bank digital currencies, CBDCs, even more suspect. Since CBDCs, since CBDCs would make this sort of activity by financial institutions much easier. The rude awakening of the Freedom Convoy 
by having access to their money in the bank temporarily denied by the government for daring to criticize the Canadian government's COVID policies has led to a global interest in the use of financial censorship or blacklisting as a means of controlling speech and political activity. But it could easily be used to censor religious activities and speech as well. This is a form of punishment for those people's political views, critical of COVID restrictions, migration policy, the NHS, etc., will eventually become the model for the punishment of religious views as well. While those on the wrong side of these deplatforming experiences say that there is really no reason for it, there actually is a reason. The banks and global elites are preparing for a much more serious engagement. They plan to impose the mark of the beast. <clears throat> they may not even realize what they're working towards at the moment, but refusing to accept the official narrative about Sunday observance and the pressure to comply will result in the debanking and exclusion from the marketplace of any individual who refuses to go along with the Sunday law. That means that God's people will be thrown on their own resources to survive. This is frightening to many people because to those who are living in the cities and can't grow their own food or survive without government assistance. If you are dependent on the government, you will be unable to live if you are wanting to be faithful to God, unless God intervenes. It also suggests that we should be in very good health, not much overweight and eating a plant-based diet and regular exercise in the fresh air, etc., I don't know about you, but I have noticed that there is a much greater tolerance for hatred against certain people who are misaligned with the dominant narrative, even as there are calls for reducing hatred against those who take lifestyle approach that is against Scripture. Those who are demonized are those who stand for biblical principles. Those who defy God's plans and His work are not accused of hatred, but are extolled as victims of those who uphold the Bible. The Bible says in Matthew 24, 9 and 10, Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, and shall kill you, and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. And Jesus says in Matthew 10, 21 through 22. And the brother shall deliver up the brother to death, and the father the child, and the children shall rise up against their parents, and cause them to be put to death. And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake, but he that endureth to the end shall be saved. And Luke 6.22 says, Blessed are ye when men shall hate you, and when they shall separate you from their company, and shall reproach you, and cast out your name as evil for the Son of Man's sake.
Hatred is very much a part of the end-time scenarios. Nobody likes to have tension, let alone outright hostilities, between colleagues or even friends and family. But it's coming, and we must be ready to accept that God ordained this to happen so that we will be ready for the society of angels and heavenly beings. Why? We have to be so alienated from this world that we want nothing but the peace, the absolute peace of heaven. The last generation on earth will have a special experience with Jesus Christ and will have peace in their hearts amid the turmoil and conflicts and hatred of this world. It will be so singular that everyone will be convinced that they have been with Jesus. And the great multitudes of the world will be enraged against the faithful. Listen to this statement from Great Controversy, page 582. Many ministers are teaching their people, and many professors and teachers are instructing their students that the law of God has been changed or abrogated, and those who regard its requirements as still valid to be literally obeyed are thought to be deserving only of ridicule and contempt. COVID-19 was a test to see if and how the world would tolerate lockdowns and control. It was a mild test, though it was a strong overreaction to the virus. But it was, nonetheless, a test to see how the nations would react on a global scale. And now we have additional ways through technology to prevent individuals from having access to money in order to survive. This will guarantee the compliance of multitudes for fear of losing their ability to survive. Many banking customers who have been deplatformed and debanked believe their experience was revenge for some social attitudes and views that were not shared by the banks or the political powers that be. And already they include biblical views, such as those on homosexuality and transgenderism. Cash has been under attack for a while, and that war is only getting worse. In fact, for years, people have been willingly giving up physical currency for various reasons that don't really matter now. What the bureaucrats fail to mention is that CBDCs are also a form of centralization, surveillance, and control that can be more easily manipulated and weaponized to enforce conformity and stifle dissent. And we can already see that happening. The same pattern happens everywhere. One declaration being slipped in here and there to prepare the public's opinion and test the waters. Then one day, CBDCs are here. The USA, Brazil, Australia, and many other countries have instant payment systems already. Some of them cut out the middleman i.e. the retail banks and other institutions, enabling free, instant, 24-7 direct payments and transactions 
between people and also businesses. Thanks to its convenience, instant payment systems were quickly and widely embraced by commerce, companies, and the public. On the other hand, all transaction data gets centralized on an official data collection center. In practice, putting users one step closer to total control. The ease and speed of instant payment systems, however, also drew attention of criminals and all sorts of imaginable hits and scams related to the system soared almost immediately. Some people even keep a second smartphone with their primary banking apps at home in fear of being robbed or hijacked or having their accounts wiped clean in minutes. Sometimes we forget that technology is great but can be also used for and by bad actors. A lot has been said and discussed about the possible consequences and potential risks of giving up personal information in exchange for convenience. Now imagine what a powerful central bank can do with the support of an evil government. Money can actually be weaponized, which is what the no-buy, no-sell law is about. Do you really think your expenditures will be private, particularly if your expenditures go against the people in power? These are but a few examples involving the use of personal financial information and property to persecute individuals and entities seen as threatening to the system. Individuals are being persecuted, debanked, and deplatformed because they transact and donate to others deemed subversive or a threat to those in power. The Bible explains all this. No one should be left in darkness. A time of trouble is coming upon the world that will be an overwhelming surprise, especially to those who are not paying attention to Bible prophecy or who have a reason to be in alignment with the system for survival. Listen to this statement from Testimonies for the Church, Volume 8, page 28. Transgression has almost reached its limit. Confusion fills the world, and a great terror is soon to come upon human beings. The end is very near. We who know the truth should be preparing for what is soon to break upon the world as an overwhelming surprise. In the coming financial environment, where you have only CBDCs in order to access your money, if you are not capable of being independent of the system, you will see no escape, no hiding, and no options but to comply with the Sunday law. Only God's protection with complete dependence on him will be possible then. And I think it's going to be much sooner than we realize. All the systems of the world are being organized to control. It is almost complete. When it is complete, the Sunday law will be imposed. Friends, 
Set your affections on heaven. Hide the word of God in your heart. Give heed to the lessons that you learn from the events taking place around us and yield your life to Jesus. Become one with him and get ready for the time of trouble. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, as we see the day approaching, we have mixed feelings. On the one hand, we are deeply troubled. On the other, we look up for our redemption draweth nigh. As the infrastructure for persecution is being developed, we see that we will have no escape except that we hide in God. Please be our God. Please help us to understand these things, but also to prepare for the ultimate dystopian scenario that is coming upon the world. Help us to unite ourselves with you completely, so that when these things happen, we will have your protection until Jesus comes. Please send your Holy Spirit, that we may be victorious over the enemy. In Jesus' name, amen. My sinful self 
We hope you have been greatly blessed by this month's message. Your prayers and gifts mean so much to us. Thank you for your support. The song you've just heard is called Beneath the Cross of Jesus, sung by Christian Berdahl. It is recorded on a CD with other beautiful hymns called Consecration. If you would like a copy of the CD, just send $16 postpaid and we will gladly send you one. International listeners should send $20 USD. Be sure and mention the Consecration CD. The following is our Prophetic Intelligence Briefing, a feature that brings you current events in the light of prophecy, especially for those who love the appearing of Jesus Christ. We can see the signs of the times telling us that we are nearing the world's great crisis, and that the coming of the Lord is near. May the Lord find us faithful. Our first item this month, Maui Wildfires Live Updates Hawaii Governor Josh Green Promises Comprehensive Review Officials say the wildfires that erupted on Maui on August 8th have become the deadliest natural disaster in state history. Fires spread rapidly due to very dry conditions stemming from a drought combined with powerful winds. Much of the historic town of Lahaina has been destroyed, officials said, and the fire has burned thousands of residential and commercial buildings to the ground. Dozens of people have been confirmed dead with even more missing. Quote, we are standing on the threshold of the crisis of the ages. In quick succession, the judgments of God will follow one another. Fire and flood and earthquake with war and bloodshed. We are not to be surprised at this time by events both great and decisive, for the angel of mercy cannot remain much longer to shelter the impenitent. Prophets and Kings, page 278. Next, Belief in God, angels, heaven, hell, and devil hit record lows. The shares of Americans who believe in God, angels, heaven, hell, and the devil have all tumbled to the lowest levels ever recorded over the last two decades and belief in God and heaven have made the steepest dips. New data from Gallup show. A new nationwide survey of 1,011 adults conducted May 1-24 through 24 and released in July by the analytics and advisory company shows that even though a majority of Americans still believe in each religious entity, God, angels, heaven, hell, and the devil have all lost some attraction among believers. The survey data show that 74% of respondents said they believe in God. 69% said they believe in angels. 67% expressed belief in heaven, while 58% said they believe in the devil. When compared with the survey results from 2001, 
When Gallup first began measuring belief in the religious entities, a more nuanced trend emerges, showing belief in God and heaven with the steepest decline over time, while belief in the devil and angels dipped the least. In 2001, belief in God was 90%, while for heaven it was 83%, belief in angels was 79%, belief in hell was 71%, while belief in the devil was 68%. Quote, As the percentage of believers has dropped over the past two decades, the corresponding increases have occurred mostly in non-belief, with much smaller increases in uncertainty, wrote Megan Brennan, a research consultant at Gallup. This is true for all but belief in God, which has seen nearly equal increases in uncertainty and non-belief. Individuals who attended church most often and Republicans were more likely to believe in each of the five religious entities. Protestants were also more likely than Catholics to express belief. Most individuals who seldom or never attend church also believe in God and angels, but less than half believe in heaven, hell, and the devil, the survey shows. Americans with annual household incomes under $40,000 were also found to be more likely to believe in each of the entities compared with those who had household incomes of at least $100,000. Belief in each entity was also found to be much stronger in adults 55 and older. Adults aged 55 and older are most likely to believe in each of the concepts, but most adults in the 35 to 54 age group still believe in all five entities. While belief is not as strong in the 18 to 34 age group, more than half of this cohort expressed belief in all the entities except the devil. Less than half or just 49% of adults aged 18 to 34 expressed belief in the devil. While women were found more likely than men to believe in each entity, an equal share, 58%, expressed belief in the devil. Quote, And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Matthew 24, 12. Next, bank failure. Kansas Heartland Tri-State Bank closed by FDIC. Heartland Tri-State Bank of Elkhart, Kansas failed on Friday with the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation taking control. The FDIC agreed to assume all the deposits of Heartland Tri-State Bank to protect customers, entering a purchase and assumption agreement with Dream First Bank of Syracuse, Kansas. That means the four branches of Heartland Tri-State Bank will reopen as branches of Dream First Bank on Monday. The recent closures of First Republic, Silicon Valley Bank, and Signature Bank this year have shaken up the banking industry, prompting lawmakers to introduce new legislation to protect customer deposits and stabilize the financial system. Heartland Tri-State Bank is the first bank to fall since First Republic, the nation's second largest bank failure ever, in early May. The FDIC said bank customers can access their money by writing checks or using ATM or debit cards. They also won't have to change their banking as they will automatically become customers of Dream First Bank. 
Heartland Tri-State Bank had approximately $139 million in total assets and $130 million in total deposits. The FDIC said, Dream First Bank also agreed to buy essentially all of Heartland Tri-State's failed assets. Loan customers should also be largely unaffected, the FDIC said, because the FDIC and Dream First Bank are entering an agreement to share in the losses and potential recoveries on the loans. Quote, you should continue to make payments, including escrow payments, as usual. The terms of your loan will not change, the FDIC said. Quote, let not the enemy of God and man control your thoughts, your words and actions. The message from the lips of Christ is, sell that ye have and give alms, Provide yourselves bags which wax not old, a treasure in the heavens that faileth not. There will be many great failures in earthly banks and in speculations, including mining and real estate. The Unwise Use of Money and the Spirit of Speculation, Chapter 5 Next, WHO Warns of Imminent Extreme Weather Events World Health Organization WHO Director General Tedros Ghebreyesus has said climate change will drive a surge in extreme weather events in 2023, pointing to record-breaking temperatures around the globe this week. Speaking during a Wednesday press briefing, Tedros said the climate crisis is now among the major factors determining human health outcomes, warning that global warming could ultimately produce a wave of hunger, migration, and disease. Quote, Over the coming months, we expect a range of extreme weather events, including droughts, floods, hurricanes, and heat waves, all of which harm human health, he said, also noting that Monday marked the hottest day on record for average temperatures around the world. A prolonged drought and heat wave in the Horn of Africa has already had a major impact, putting great strain on local healthcare services, Tedros added, containing Djibouti, Ethiopia, Kenya, Somalia, South Sudan, Sudan, and Uganda. The region recently suffered its worst drought in decades, with nearly 60 million people now food insecure. Some countries have seen the highest levels of severely malnourished children in years, largely thanks to famine, the WHO chief said. While the drought in the region has given way to heavy rain and flooding, hunger levels there are expected to remain high. Data released by the U.S. National Centers for Environmental Prediction, NCEP, on Monday showed an average global temperature of 17.01 degrees Celsius, 62.62 Fahrenheit, an all-time high that easily beat the previous record of 16.92 degrees. Locales from Texas to China to Antarctica have also been in the grips of major heat waves, which some climate scientists have attributed to overall global warming and a stronger-than-usual El Nino warm weather pattern this year. El Nino is a periodic weather cycle in which warm air is pushed away from the tropics in the Pacific Ocean, having far-ranging effects on temperature and rainfall around the world, 
The warm phase can produce extreme weather, including hurricanes, and recent research suggests such events have become more frequent over the years, allegedly due to the effects of climate change. Quote, the restraining spirit of God is even now being withdrawn from the world. Hurricanes, storms, tempests, fire and flood, disasters by sea and land follow each other in quick succession. Science seeks to explain all these. The signs thickening around us, telling of the near approach of the Son of God, are attributed to any other than the true cause. Men cannot discern the sentinel angels restraining the four winds that they shall not blow until the servants of God are sealed. But when God shall bid his angels loose the winds, there shall be such a scene of strife as no pen can picture. Testimonies for the Church, Volume 6, page 408. Next, Justice Minister turns to Supreme Court to prevent shops evading Poland's Sunday trading ban. Poland's Justice Minister, Zbigniew Szobro has turned to the Supreme Court in an effort to prevent shops from evading a ban on Sunday trading by offering reading clubs, travel services, or equipment rental to exploit exemptions in the law. The trading ban, which was introduced in 2018 by the government after being advocated by the Solidarity Trade Union and Catholic Church, obliges shops to close on all but seven Sundays a year. However, it excluded a number of exemptions allowing certain types of businesses to remain open. That has led many shops to find creative ways to stay open on Sundays. One such loophole was to offer postal services, though that was closed last year. Other retailers have offered reading clubs, sports equipment rental, or tourist services to take advantage of exemptions in the law for establishments operating in the field of culture, sports, education, tourism, and leisure. One store even famously declared itself to be a bus station. Many such firms have been taken to court for violating the trade ban, but a number of them have won those cases with judges ruling that their claimed exemptions from the ban are valid. Now, Shilbro who as well as being Justice Minister is also Public Prosecutor General, has filed appeals to the Supreme Court against three firms who have won such cases in lower courts, reports Retail Industry News Service via Domsky Handelow. Two of them are chains of stores that began offering sports equipment for rental in their outlets. Another is a grocery store that created a reading club, tourist information point, and travel agency on its premises. Poland's labor inspectorate feared that those firms winning their cases in court could lead to other businesses to use the same tactics. It therefore asked Szobro to use his right as prosecutor general to issue an appeal to the Supreme Court to set aside the previous rulings and require lower courts to consider the cases again. Quote, Courts misinterpreted the act on restricting trade on Sundays by allowing firms that did not meet any of the exemptions provided for in the act to employ staff on Sundays. Lukas Labjinski, spokesman for the National Prosecutor's Office, told 
Vyadamsky Handelow. In his submissions to the Supreme Court, Shobro has argued that the law banning Sunday trading only allows a retail outlet to operate on Sundays if it is within a larger business exempted from the ban, and not vice versa. But lower courts have argued in their rulings that there is no such specification. Quote, The dignitaries of church and state will unite to bribe, persuade, or compel all classes to honor the Sunday. The lack of divine authority will be supplied by oppressive enactments. Political corruption is destroying love of justice and regard for truth. And even in free America, rulers and legislators, in order to secure public favor, will yield to the popular demand for a law enforcing Sunday observance. Liberty of conscience, which has cost so great a sacrifice, will no longer be respected. In the soon coming conflict, we shall see exemplified the prophet's words. The dragon was wroth with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed, which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Great Controversy, page 592. Next, tech giants form partnership to make AI woke, host workshops about incorporating Karl Marx's teachings and critical race theory into systems. A partnership formed by several technology giants aims to make artificial intelligence systems woke, prioritizing equity and inclusion by bringing diverse voices together, according to videos recently obtained by the American Accountability Foundation. Partnership on AI is a nonprofit organization formed in 2016 by Amazon, Facebook, Google, Microsoft, and IBM. Since its launch, many companies and organizations have joined the group, including the ACLU, Apple, the Ford Foundation, Adobe, OpenAI, and others. According to its website, PAI's goal is to create a future where artificial intelligence empowers humanity by contributing to a more just, equitable, and prosperous world. Videos obtained by the American Accountability Foundation revealed that PAI hosted several workshops promoting the integration of far-left ideology into AI systems. Quote, Our investigation has revealed a partnership between the world's biggest tech companies to together rig AI to be woke. The partnership explicitly cites Karl Marx and critical race theory in their plans, AAF posted on Twitter this week. AAF shared a video from a data colonialism workshop hosted by PAI that discussed how AI developers could implement Karl Marx's teachings. The workshop's presenter, London School of Economics, Nick Coldry, suggested interpreting Marx's labor relations as data relations. Coldry told the Daily Caller News Foundation, quote, the usefulness of Karl Marx's work for understanding the dynamics of capitalism is recognized by economists from all points on the political spectrum. Since AI is undeniably part of capitalism, I simply pointed out that Marx's thought is relevant to AI too, he added. Another PAI workshop towards a critical race methodology for algorithmic fairness stated that the evolving technology must focus on 
the processes of racism, AAF reported. Based on a research article, the workshop aimed to, quote, focus on the history of racial categories and turn to critical race theory and sociological work on race and ethnicity to ground conceptualizations of race for fairness research. An AAF spokesperson told the DCNF that PAI's agenda to incorporate left-leaning ideology into AI systems is truly terrifying. Quote, the danger of an ESG-like alliance of the world's biggest corporations working to use their monopoly over AI development to inject it with wokeness cannot be overstated, the spokesperson stated. As we slip into a world dominated by AI, we may wake up one day soon to a universe where critical race theory and Marxism are embedded into the very algorithms our society runs on. PAI did not respond to a request for comment, the DCNF reported. Quote, At the same time anarchy is seeking to sweep away all law, not only divine, but human, the centralizing of wealth and power, the vast combinations for the enriching of the few at the expense of the many, the combinations of the poorer classes for the defense of their interests and claims, the spirit of unrest, of riot and bloodshed, the worldwide dissemination of the same teachings that led to the French Revolution, all are tending to involve the whole world in a struggle similar to that which convulsed France. Education, page 228. Unfortunately, our time is up. Remember, there are more prophetic intelligence briefings on our website at ktfnews.com. It's been a great pleasure to spend this time with you. I hope you have been encouraged to live for Jesus, for we are near the end. Remember that God has a plan for your life and that right now you can make a new start with Jesus. Thank you for your prayers and support. And until next time, may God bless and keep you and your family in His loving and protecting care. Keep the faith.